Last damn night Go 
This week I'd like to present Belle Phoenix, introduce her album The Glorious Dead, followed by Stuart Grant, introducing songs from his band The Primitive Calculators and other groups that he's played with. Before that, though, I'd like to mark the sad passing of John Nolan, a great guitarist who played with the legendary Powder Monkeys, and play my favourite Powder Monkeys track, Beast With Two Backs, from the album Lost City Blues, released on White Devil Records over 20 years ago. The song is an intense, raw slab of primal rock and roll, and if this is not your cup of tea, please turn your radio off.
my name's Jack Howard, and welcome back to And This One's Introduced By on 3CR Community Radio. Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by The Glorious Dead is a stunning and long-anticipated album by Bell Phoenix in the Subterranean Sea. Bell Phoenix is an Australian Finn living in Finland who began recording the album in New York with the illustrious musical director Mark Platty, known for his work with David Bowie, Lou Reed and many others. Back in Australia, she hooked up with the Holy Souls' Trent Marden to record at their iconic album music studio, the original home for the Easy Beats. Playing gigs in Toronto and the UK and holding down two part-time jobs at a laundromat and burger joint, she came back to Melbourne to play live shows and finish recording The Glorious Dead. The final sessions were recorded in various studios in Melbourne with production duties by Andrew McCubbin, final mix by Lindsay Gravina, and a bunch of talented musicians including O.A. Bickford on guitar and Tim O'Shaughnessy on drums from the Brian Henry Hooper Band, plus Julitha Ryan on cello, Lithus Flood WI on violin, Jeff Salmon bass, and Joe Dwyer on guitar. Bell Phoenix is here to introduce her album The Glorious Dead by Bell Phoenix and the Subterranean Sea on And This One's Introduced By with Paul Elliott on Planet X here on Community Radio 3CR. Hi, this is Belle Phoenix from the Subterranean Sea, live from Finland. The Glorious Dead uh, has so many layers in it. It's really, really difficult to sum it up into a concise paragraph. But let's say it was inspired by stories from soldiers of war from World War One and Two, as well as Iraq War and Syria, etc. And I was really into journalism at the time and I wanted to become a journalist, which in later I did actually start to study it. So on the other hand, it was also inspired by, by life and, and the celebration of life and living every moment like it's our last. And um, I, I guess also it was definitely inspired by Bowie's glam rock and I would say Mark Platty who I recorded with in New York had a lot to do with that. Some are truthful, some are sheep, some are strong. 
blossom of love. I fell in love. We were we en- ended up from London, Paris, dating to uh, Thailand, which had this kind of atmosphere of cyclonic winds mixed with balmy weather. It's a, it, it was quite a strange song, and I like to describe it as a uh, dark tropical delusion. York City. Uh, the journalist in me w- went around uh, interviewing the homeless of New York wh- while I was recording with Mark Platty. I had um, had a stint of homelessness. It wasn't for very long. 
eventually Sterling Campbell, who played drums for Bowie, put me in his apartment, which was very generous of him. He was touring, so I was able to go there. But I did have a stint of homelessness there, and uh, I went around interviewing some homeless people, and um, that included mothers with children. So I guess I was inspired by the more Bukowski side of life there, the underbelly of New York against the glamour and against the vibrant musical world of New York. So kind of all both, again, it came together. It's very yin and yang. Dancing all the time. I love quantum physics and the idea that death is illusion. And I guess this, at the time, I was also uh, watching a lot of old 60s Batman movie, uh, 
series, the series, the 60s, Riddler, you know. Um, so that really inspired the baseline, especially the villains. And uh, I love the Riddler, so that kind of inspired it as well. So it was almost like us humans being like villains and, and escaping death, you know, being being cheeky and escaping death. And it's really about solidarity and a celebration of love, dancing all the time.
Those days are gone. That was a breakup with a really mean man. And it's kind of about transformation of self, not accepting ill treatment by anybody, including a partner. So it was about the sigh of relief and the positive aspect of uh, leaving a relationship that, you know, I could no longer tolerate. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Days are gone. I like the peace of being alone.
lost the dance dead inside dead inside came out answering a friend's question how are you today i'm dead inside i'm dead inside he said what did you say what did you say it just came out like that it just happened and at the time i was watching a lot of b-grade zombie movies reading comic books you know and i'm i'm australian finn living in finland so uh i guess there was a dark comedy to it which is quite finnish of me
Living life blues. It was the high cost of living. I couldn't afford to live. You know, I was working 15 hours a day as a cleaner and as a waitress. And it was just really, really tough. I just found living expenses so high. And, you know, there was always that leaky roof or the the mould in the, in the corner of the unit or the, you know, there was always a crack in the wall or something. You could never, you would pay this exorbitant amount of rent and you would get, you know, this worse than a dog box kind of place to live. I didn't understand it. It really got me down. I um, used to shop at a lot of secondhand stores, which I love anyway, because I try to live an eco-friendly life. I just do. And I got these really cool vampish pointy-toed shoes. I know they were secondhand, but, like, they looked brand new, so I was really happy, and I, and I cleaned them well. <laughs> but I remember looking down at my shoes and thinking, you know, yeah, I got some nice shoes. And at the time I had this Valiant V8 from, I don't know, 1960s. And um, that was one of my favourite cars. But the problem was I couldn't afford the petrol to drive it. So, you know, I was like, yeah, nice shoes, nice car, but I can't get by these Living Life Blues, you know. So that's where it comes from. Broken promise 
the devil's son was written on a Greyhound bus going from LA through Sacramento in the US. Uh, we were going past some cotton fields at the time and there was an announcement over a crackly radio speaker explaining there'd been a shooting ahead. Somehow the announcement of a shooting had sparked the song to emerge and I had this story form and then started to quickly write it down on a notepad. At the time I was always carrying this notepad with a pen around with me. I, I just for some reason didn't want to deal with technology and I memorised the song and after some time I finally found the right musicians in Melbourne to play it. Uh, I first met Julitha Ryan at a Mick Harvey gig. She was on cello and I was completely enamoured with her. I thought, this woman, she's going to completely understand the journey of this song. And before long we were in the studio with Andrew McCubbin creating this minimal version of this, you know, really traditional sounding Delta Blues song. Her on cello, me on acoustic guitar. And Andrew had placed like about 10 different mics in front of me, all kind of lo-fi, SM58 and drum mics and just these different kind of mics. It was really interesting. So I ended up singing into 10 different mics at once for the minimal real trad blues version of it. And then we ended up getting a bunch of musicians I'd been jamming with on unrecorded songs to uh, play on it. We got Oscar Bickford on noise guitar. He kind of added this industrial sound to it, which I really loved. And uh, we got Timo Shanazi on drums, and he's also played for Penny Eikinger, MJ Halloran, Brian Henry Hooper. And these are all bands that I really love and music that I'm sort of always attracted to. And he'd also played with Oscar, so they'd kind of known each other. So it was kind of in the family. And we got Leathers Flood WI from Germany playing violin. Um, she, she played violin and it sounded really amazing and, and what's the word, blood-curdling, I guess. I guess for that song it is quite blood curdling the sound and um, as the recording went on we ended up there was different aspects that emerged like you know these kind of speaking in tongue vocals were coming out there was no words there was no lyric it was just sounds and it kind of reminded me a little bit of what Yoko Ono used to do with that sort of arty type, I don't know what the word is, sub-vocalising, is that the right word? But yeah, so that was quite interesting and, I, and it was spontaneous, I didn't quite expect that to happen. But yeah, The Devil's Son, that song is my voodoo blues song and I like to call it my voodoo blues song because of the way that it emerged and, and the feeling that I'd been possessed by the blues.
Soul Killers. I think it had something to do with that old, really old song from Urge Overkill. You'll be a woman soon. I think it was the something to do with that. That was one layer of the song. And in a cafe, uh, I was having my coffee and at the time I was smoking I don't smoke anymore I quit but uh, occasionally I might Uh, and I was tapping my foot and the drum beat came and then the song started to emerge and um, yeah I got um, Trent Martin from Holy Soul to play on that and uh, he added a really his real dark country vibe to it which was perfect and it was exactly what I was after we we recorded that at Albert Music Studio in in Sydney uh it was once the home of ACDC and of course started by Easy Beats but you know it went down the tubes <laughs> can i say that soul killers a tribute to Quentin Tarantino, let's say that. Maker of the Man, 
was written in the Nevada desert on an Indian reservation near Black Rock. Uh, I had camped on this land that was quite sacred to the American Indians living there. And I was under the stars, no tent, and surrounded by scorpions, which I was completely naive to. And in a dream, the song emerged, Maker of the Man, and I quickly wrote it down as I was waking up. And I memorized, same thing, I memorized the melody. And um, eventually it got recorded with Mark Platty in New York, and I was giving references of like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd for that song. And the song kind of felt quite psychedelic. I guess, an epic, it was really epic, and we recorded that live with a band in a massive rehearsal type room, and we mic'd everyone up, so we really captured the live band on that, it was quite amazing experience to have recorded the song in that way, not like in a room staring at a computer half dead it was a collaboration it was a meeting of minds it was a connection with the people playing the music we were all kind of channeling the cosmos <laughs> so it was pretty amazing and maker of the man Yeah. 
Glorious Dead is a tribute to all things old school rock and roll, glam rock, punk rock, e-pop, Stooges, Velvet Underground, Bowie, um, The Blues, Howlin' Wolf, Charlie Patton, Robert Johnson, Lead Belly, uh, Gothic Rock. Uh, MC5 Blondie Ramones so yeah I guess it's an amalgamation of all those wonderful bands from way back and the art kind of also extends into vinyl record which I couldn't resist and I was very lucky that Beast Records in France grabbed me and, and was willing to release it on vinyl for me. So that was just the next level of the art for me. It was like another limb and another extension of of what that album is about and what it represents. The celebration of life and death and everything in between. And always remembering the suffering in the world. You've been listening to Belle Phoenix from the Subterranean Sea introducing tracks from my album The Glorious Dead on, and this one's introduced by, on Planet X on Community Radio 3CR. Thanks for listening to an episode of And This One's Introduced By. I'm Dr Gonzo and I'll be presenting another artist with another album next time on This One's Introduced By. Catch you next time.
Hi there, I'm Paul Elliott and I've been asked by media star Dr Gonzo to mention the 3CR subscription drive and to tell you that it's listeners like you who keep the station running. A commercial free radio station like 3CR has great difficulty paying the bills and so 3CR's existence rests on its listeners to chip in and support the station. It's 35 a year for the unwaged and concession card holders, $75 for wage earners and $150 solidarity band or organisations. You can subscribe to 3CR on the website at 3cr.org.au Subscribe during business hours on 039419 That's 039419 Find out more on 3cr.org.au Good evening, you've Planet X. Planet X. Planet X. <laughs> Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by Growing up in the outer suburbs of Springvale in the early 1970s, Stuart Grant, Denise Rosenberg, Frank Lovis and David Light were buddies at Springvale High School and shared a love of groups like the Velvet Underground, MC5, the Funks, the 13th Floor Elevators, and the Gods. Later they became housemates and formed a band, the Moths, which soon morphed into the Primitive Calculators. The band were instrumental in organising a series of gigs named Little Band Nights, where hastily formed bands would play for 15 minutes each. This led to the recording of a compilation EP. Interviewed by Patrick Emery just before a calculator's show at the Toffin Town in December 2013, Stewart said that in the 60s, people believed that there was love and peace and that the world was going to change. We inherited the failure of that optimism. So we just thought that everything was fucked. In 2013, the world is fucked surfaced as the Primitive Calculator's proper debut, following mostly live recordings and collections of singles, EPs and other collected scraps from their shambling early days. It was called The World Is Fucked, because they stated that that's what we believe. The world's not any better now, in fact it's worse. I can remember when the hippopotamus and rhinoceros weren't endangered species. I can remember when there was opposition and when Chicago school economics wasn't a naturalised reality of life. And the anger in our music is because it doesn't need to be like that and we don't need to be this nasty society. Notwithstanding his regular invective, Grant concedes the modern world isn't completely bad and he identifies drinking tea, drinking coffee, reading books, being of use in other people's lives as the enjoyable aspects of his contemporary environment. While Grant affirms the primitive calculator's commitment to its absolute unfailing desire to tell an absolute dark nihilistic story, 
the latest primitive calculator's record is confronting in a different sense. It's called On Drugs, a psychedelic space folk record about taking hallucinogenic drugs. While the primitive calculators are probably Stuart's most notorious music combo, in 2014, the TV show ABC Rage called them Australia's most influential band that you've never heard of. We'll also hear about some of the other groups he's been in, playing grunge, soul, funk, disco and hip-hop styles to stay on stage, play in recording studios and help pay the rent. Stuart Grant is my guest on, and this one's introduced by, on Planet X, with Paul Elliott, here on 3CR. I'm Stuart Grant. I have been in a thousand bands for a hundred years. I started uh, playing in bands when I was like 15 years old in a boogie band in Springvale called Mainline. But it was when I was 19, when I started the Primitive Calculators, that I uh, started to record things. I uh, have played every style of music from country to jazz to funk to punk to noise but it is the noise stuff that with the primitive calculators that seems to have garnered itself the most reputation but I would note that I'm currently about to release a new album which is a collaboration between myself Evelyn Morris, Clary Brown and a bunch of other people which is kind of like uh, experimental R&B or pop noise. The first track is Do That Dance by the Primitive Calculators recorded and released in 1979. It's characteristic of the Primitive Calculators attempt to do disco noise pop punk. It was recorded at York Street Studios in North Fitzroy. In the Calculators, we were a follow-on from and reaction to the Melbourne punk scene of the 1970s. We were the first all-electronic band in Melbourne. Yeah, do that dance. Oh, 
around the time of the primitive calculators, we had kind we had a very uh, robust and dynamic scene that was growing up around us with lots of our friends and people that came to see us all the time. So one day, Dave Light and Lee Smith came in and they said, we've started our own band called the Leapfrogs. And we had a talk about it and we said, well, why don't we all make lots of little bands? So we started to stage little band nights in Melbourne, which had one a simple set of rules. A band was only allowed to play twice and it was only allowed to have three songs. Uh, we put out an EP again in 1979. Uh, the first track off the Little Bands EP is myself, Jules Taylor and Denise Rosenberg, Ronnie and the Rhythm Boys doing the 60s classic Hey Joe. <laughs> Track off the Little Bands EP, Point Blank by the Morpians, is the aforementioned Lee Smith with Wendy Morrissey and myself. Nothing much to say about this except it's one of the rare opportunities to hear the late and great Lee Smith perform. It's good. 
started uh, a club at uh, in Northcote. We moved to Northcote because it was really cheap and nobody lived there. And the commercial hotel in Northcote, which I think now is called the Northcote Social Club, uh, wanted to start having bands. And so every Tuesday night, we started a club called the Bum Club. At that time in Melbourne, if you wanted to serve alcohol after 10pm, you had to have a... F- had to sell food. So we made a big bowl of chili beans. The bum club cost $1 to get into. You got your free bowl of chili beans and we let anybody who wanted to play there. Uh, at the time we were engaged with Paul Elliott's polyester group. And so all the polyester bands used to play there. We had movie nights. We had all weird African dance, we had uh, uh, strippers, um, a number of bands that went on to bigger things, played their first ever gig there. I think the Spring Plains that turned into the Cosmic Psychos, Weddings Parties, anything, all played their first gigs at the Bum Club. And uh, Mr Bum, who became Mr Bum and Ruby, was the compare at the Bum Club. And the Bum Steers came from the Bum Club as well. One of the first things I did coming back to Australia was formed a, this was 1982 again, I formed a country band called the Bum Steers and we played country ballads. But inevitably, uh, first we lost our pedal steel player, Bob Pollock. Bob liked a drink. And then we evolved from a country band to a country punk band and then into the slowest band in the world where we did things like uh, a 20-minute version of Love is in the Air. Um, And then from there we became a feedback back improvisation guerrilla noise band and we would just turn up at other bands gigs and use their equipment and play a version of Lobby Lloyd's God for about 15 minutes. Um, This track is from the middle of the Bum Steers evolution when we were working our way kind of towards country punk noise. It's a version of uh, Oscar Hammerstein's Old Man River, which I was also performing at the time as Mr. Bum in Mr. Bum and Ruby. It was released on the Asleep at the Wheel compilation, which I think was Ogogo Records, I think again, 1982, 1983. Old Man River by the Bum Steers.
after the primitive calculators died in London in the nineteen eighty one, eighty two, uh, came back to Australia and um, started experimenting with a bunch of stuff and uh, got together with Arnie Hanna and Mick Earls, who had a little experimental combo called Use No Hooks. And they were doing kind of Afro-funk dance experimentations. Uh, I had been working on another project with Wendy Morrissey, Marissa Sturpey and Denise Rosenberg. And I said, hey, why don't we get together with your little funk band and put some vocals in place? And so Mick Earls wrote a bunch of songs uh, that were just full of corporate jargon and I turned them into the first ever rap in an Australian accent. Use No Hooks, this song is called Do The Job. It was released a few years ago by Chapter Records and Chapter Records also released an album that was recorded, as was this track, in our garage in Northcote in, I think, 1982. Do the job by Use No Hooks. You. 
1985, well after the primitive calculators had died in 1980, we were contacted by a production company who said that uh, they were making a movie of uh, about the, a movie that was uh, incorporated aspects of the little band scene, uh, and they wanted us to reform the primitive calculators and a couple of the little bands to go in this film. At the time, we re-released an older song called Pumping Ugly Muscle, which I wrote a long time beforehand, when I was about 18. And we recorded a version of that for the film, which is shit and which Ollie Olsen stuck all these screamy voices over the top of, which still irks me to this day. And as much as I dearly love Ollie, I don't get it. Um, but at the time, they tried to screw us by taking all the rights to our songs, and I said no and kept the rights to my songs, and to make a, a point, I released a disco version of Pumping Ugly Muscle on Chase Records in 1986, and... This is the disco version of Pumping Ugly Muscle. Again, taking this idea that the primitive calculators had of trying to do noise disco, but more disco than noise in this instance.
I want to, a dive I want to. Stuart Grant, and you're listening to And This One's Introduced By, where the artist, in this case me, introduces tracks from their album here on 3CR. Then the strangest thing happened. In the late 1990s and early 2000s, a new generation of Melbourne musicians found old primitive calculators recordings and uh, chapter records put them out. And we developed a brand new following. I, by this stage, had been living in Sydney for a long time. And I had been playing in a number of bands. I'd been a jazz singer. I was a wedding singer. I was a soul singer. I toured with funk bands for years. Didn't do any recording. Just worked as a workaday musician, playing four nights a week singing James Brown, singing soul songs, doing a Frank Sinatra routine, making, a money, making money out of uh, playing music. There are no recorded artefacts left of this, but there was one time when I had a band called The Hard Word, which was a big 10-piece soul review. This next song, Loneliness, is one of the many versions of The Hard Word. It's a Sam and Dave song. I've seen what loneliness can do. <laughs> Well, I've seen what loneliness can do. Thank you. 
as I said before, the primitive calculators got rediscovered while I was doing all of this working as a musician. I had been living overseas for a few years and it had been my credo that I would only ever come back to Melbourne if they paid me to do so. So the only time I had been to Melbourne since 1983 was just driving in, driving out, flying in, flying out to do gigs. And then in 2008, I got offered a job in Melbourne, which I took. And when I came back to Melbourne, people wanted me to reform the primitive calculators. We got asked to reform, to play at a festival in the mountains, All Tomorrow's Parties Festival, and we thought it would be interesting, so we got it back together. And I found that there were still unanswered compositional questions that I could address doing the primitive calculators, and that in the ensuing 30 years, the technology now existed to do what we were unable to do with 1970s technology. So it became interesting to me. And we put out, a, have, since then, we've put out a few more albums and a bunch of singles. This is the first of the new primitive calculators. It's recorded in Julian Wu's kitchen. It's called Sick of Myself. It's one of my favourite songs that I ever wrote.
I wish I was somebody else. I'm sick of The very first full album the Primitive Calculators put out when we came back was called The World is Fucked. Uh, this is a song that I dug up from the original Primitive Calculators and rewrote uh, when I was 18 years old, just as the song Pumping Ugly Muscle had been my idea of the human heart, this song had been my adolescent idea of love. And that's the name of the song, Love.
2015, we were asked to tour China with the primitive calculators, which we did. And as part of that tour, um, Nevin Doma's label, Gunjing Records, uh, put out a split record with us and the greatest band in the world, Torturing Nurse. Torturing Nurse. Listen to Torturing Nurse. Shanghai Brutal Noise. And this is a record that, as I said, was put out on Gunjing label, a split Torturing Nurse on one side and us on the other side, a song called The Same.
same city, same sand, same, same, just the same pattern, same model, same manner, same habit, same taste, the same burger, same list, the same talk, the same waste, the same taste, the same cast, the same finger, same pastry, same same, 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 same,
As I said at the start of the show, I'm just about to put out a new album, uh, which currently working title, the band is called Nobody. I went into the studio with Clary Brown and Evelyn Morris with a bunch of songs. Uh, We employed a whole lot of different musicians, bunches of singers, and I would note that 
as a composer of popular music in the 21st century, from my perspective, there is nothing more important in the contemporary music scene than Kanye West. And this album is the first work that I have done since hearing Kanye a few years ago. And whenever I hear Kanye, it sounds to me like, damn, that's what we were trying to do in the Primitive Calculators. So, this song is Beautiful and Broken, off the album DD by Nobody. under your skin In your hair, your breath, your mouth, your eyes and in between your thighs Is it everything And it's calling to me Singing a prayer It's a promise of destruction Invitation, annihilation To my despair
something broken. Thanks for listening to an episode of And This One's Introduced By. I'm Dr. Gonzo, and I'll be presenting another artist with another album next time on This One's Introduced By. Catch you next time. Hi there, I'm Paul Elliott and I've been asked by media star Dr Gonzo to mention the 3CR subscription drive and to tell you that it's listeners like you who keep the station running. A commercial free radio station like 3CR has great difficulty paying the bills and so 3CR's existence rests on its listeners to chip in and support the station. It's 35 a year for the unwaged and concession card holders, $75 for wage earners and $150 solidarity band or organisations. You can subscribe to 3CR on the website at 3cr.org.au. Subscribe during business hours on 039419 That's 039419 Find out more on 3cr.org.au Luke Sinclair Raised by Eagles Subscribe to the most important form of media that we have here not only in this town but in the, in the country because uh, without community radio you're only going to hear what um, somebody wants you to hear and, and not what is actually uh, really going on uh, around you so not only that they support independent musicians and without community radio most of us would not have a voice at all so I just like to personally say thank you 3CR for, for giving uh, artists like myself an identity and a voice in this town uh, long live community radio subscribe people subscribe keep it alive Thank you very much, Joe. All right. All the best. Uh, safe journey. You too. Subscribe to 3CR in 2021. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377. Spilt the blood
the one you love Now I'm guilty of duplicity Thank you. 